0: Joel, chapter 2, tonight. Joel, chapter 2, verse 1. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you um, for your word tonight, and, and Father, I pray for the filling of your spirit that you would just uh, guide and direct me and help me to teach that which uh, you have laid on my heart tonight and uh, given from your word, Father, and uh, just guide and direct in this, fill Sister Sandy with your spirit watching the children tonight, and God, we thank you for the services this morning, for your word going forth in the Sunday school, and uh, classes and the worship morning service father and and uh, and Lord, I, I pray that uh, you give us understanding and and help us God to draw closer to you and uh, father to uh, to live in this uh, sinful world in a way that we, we would be the lights and the salt that you would want us to be uh, and dear God, we know that um, you this world is not going to be. Uh, saved by us uh, in a sense of uh, social reform. Uh, Things will wax worse and worse, God, but we're still supposed to be sold. We're supposed to restrain that decay. And I pray that you'd help us as best we can to be ever battling in that and not to give up and to be busy until you come. Be busy, especially about the business of getting the gospel out. Souls might be saved, lives might be changed, and uh, Father, we uh, we pray and uh, ask these things, and that you'd be with us, be with those with us online here, and and uh, speak to us afresh and anew. Father, we pray and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. <clears throat> All right. So the day of the Lord, <clears throat> and uh, you saw some that. Joel mentioned that uh, at least once in the previous chapter. We spoke about that. We saw in the first chapter a dreadful a locust plague that had come upon the land of uh, Judah. Seems also with a drought following and uh, what great judgments it brought. And we saw that uh, uh, such things ought to alert us and remind us of the power of God and ought to cause us to seek to seek Him and remember uh... that he you know he's he's god of all the earth and and uh... and we are at his mercies and ought to be uh... to be uh... faithful uh... faithful to him uh... that term day of the lord uh... is mentioned multiple times in the old testament uh... it uh... i think it's mentioned if i remember correctly some twenty nine times or twenty four times in the old testament exactly as day of the lord and uh... Uh, of those uh, of those times, there, twenty-two out of those twenty-four times, the, uh, there's the there are words connected with the day of the Lord, and these words that I'm mentioning are connected in the very same verse where you find the term day of the Lord. All those words, and you find uh, find words uh, like destruction, uh, vengeance, darkness, cloudiness, anger. Uh, the sword punished devouring uh great and dreadful and uh, it's always uh, with day of the lord you'll always find something like that in the very verse where you find the term day of the lord Uh, that's among the 24 times it's mentioned in the old testament uh it's mentioned many more times the day of the lord not by that title but it's mentioned so often it's often referred to as that day or the day that day and so many more times we find uh the day of the Lord referred to, uh, but not necessarily under its title. In the context, it's obvious it's talking about the day of the Lord. And so it's mentioned many, uh, many more times uh, there. Uh, through uh, looking at these times that it's mentioned, the context it's mentioned, we find that this day of the Lord uh, seems to go from the tribulation through the millennium uh, in uh, in, uh, uh Zechariah, I believe it is. He says, "Behold, the day of the Lord cometh." Uh, uh, Zechariah 14:1. And he speaks about, and, the, and and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. So there's that war type thing. There's that the spoil uh, associated right with the, in, in in the same verse. And then he goes on to say in verse two, uh, Zechariah 14:2, "For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle." So there's there there's that 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 uh, you know tr- trouble and and, uh, and such. Uh, uh, verse three. Then shall the Lord go and fight against those nations which are gathered together against uh, 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 Jerusalem and such talks about the Lord's feet standing that day upon the Mount of Olives and in this context uh, uh, as we go on down through the chapter in in Zechariah 14 verse 8 it says it shall be in that day that living waters go shall go out from Jerusalem half of them toward the former sea half of them toward the hinder sea in summer and in winter shall it be so we see that when we also find terms that are that day in association in the context with the day of the Lord, those kind of terms draw in uh, at the time like the millennium in, into that day of the Lord. Uh, and I believe uh, uh, Peter in the New Testament uh, says the day of the Lord, he, he mentions the, the, the fervent heat he calls it the day of the Lord one place he, about the earth and the elements being melted with fervent heat he calls it the day of the Lord one place calls it the day of God just, uh, just a couple verses away from that so uh, uh, when we gather together uh, uh, the reference of the day of the Lord we can go from the very uh, the beginning of the tribulation period uh, to the end of the millennium even including you know, the destruction uh, uh, the melting down of, of the heavens and earth afterwards according to Peter so it's a very great span that that, that, that covers there and, uh, uh, and so we, we learn some things uh, about the day of the Lord. It's mentioned uh, uh, five times uh, as the day of the Lord here in Joel. One more time as that day uh, in, in, this, in this book of uh, Joel here. All right. So uh, looking at this uh, uh, day of the Lord. Second <clears throat> uh, Peter 3 is where Peter extends that on out. He says... Uh, he says, But the day, Lord, will come as a thief in the night, which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. The elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth shall also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So uh, so uh, quite a span there, Lord. A, a, a span there. Now, as I look at chapter 2, there are multiple interpretations of chapter 2. The Old Testament prophets, we understand, uh, as they look to the future, uh What did they not see? They did not see the church. They did not see the church age. Amen. They saw the future and and they saw uh, the things that were coming concerning Israel. uh, And uh, as mountaintops and such. And the church age was kind of a valley uh, that they didn't see. And then they saw, of course, the the tribulation period, which is what? The time of Jacob's trouble. It's a time for his. They saw those things. And then many times they saw a mixture of things. And they also had applications to current events that were going on with them, uh, with them to make applications from it. And I think that's what Joel is seeing here as, as, he, as he looks forward into the future. These are some things that, that God is showing Joel. Uh, some would say that uh, his, in chapter 2, is only looking at the locust plague only looking at, the lo- at, at that, that local locust plague that's all it's talking about that's we'll, we'll look at that i think that's a little narrow uh, some would say it's only looking future to the tribulation that's it uh, only that uh some would say it's only looking to the coming of the syrian army uh, uh coming down from the north that's it that's all it's talking about well i think it's kind of a mixture of some of those things and we'll uh, we'll make some comparisons uh Uh, what I uh, am uh, believe it is speaking about uh, mostly I believe that Joel and we'll look at that and I I could be wrong on this on on, on some things on this uh, but what I believe Joel is looking as we go down through this I think he is seeing he's using the locust plague a current event he'll make some applications for them in his day but I think the Lord has shown him a vision uh, and given him knowledge even beyond the Syrian invasion that's coming, I think he is seeing uh, right into the tribulation period. I don't know that he's understanding all that he's he, he's saying and pronouncing here any more than you and I understand all of Revelation we read it. I, I don't think Joel's understanding all, but I think he's actually seeing what John would expound upon when he did begin to write Revelation. And so we'll look at that, we'll make some, some comparisons and go down through, begin to go down through Joel chapter 2 and, uh, and uh, see if you would agree uh, with that. And, and so if you want to turn in your Bible to Revelation 9, uh, we'll be uh, pulling some verses from Re- Revelation 9, comparing them with uh, verses in Joel chapter 2 and see what, we're, what we find there blow ye the trumpet in Zion sound an alarm in my holy mountain let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord cometh for it is nigh at hand now we think about this blowing of the trumpet uh, to Israel Uh, of course they blew trumpets for uh, multiple reasons before they came into the land they blew blew the trumpets for the moving of the camps and and different feasts and such in the beginning of the months uh, but after they got into the land what they blew trumpets for the sounding of what the going forth to battle they were to blow the trumpet and I think that's what we see here blow a trumpet they do they blew a trumpet for the for battle they blew a trumpet and what sounded an alarm that was for battle and uh and so that's what we see here in in Joel 1 so so it seems that Joel is is going beyond just the local plague and Israel's being alerted to a battle uh being alerted uh, uh to a battle uh The day of the Lord cometh. And so Revelation 9, we continue in Joel. Joel uh, uh, 2, verse 2. This day of the Lord cometh, it's nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess. A day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains. Now, uh, it seems to me that in the vision that Joel has plopped us right down in the middle of the tribulation period. We're going to go through this. uh, The day of the Lord. What does the Hebrew day begin with? The Hebrew day begins in the evening, doesn't it? The Hebrew day begins with what? Darkness first. It begins with darkness first. The day of the Lord covers from the tribulation through the millennium. The millennium is that great light. It's that, it's that rising. It's, it's the, the, you know, the, the, the earth coming to the brightness of thy rising as God exalts Jerusalem once again and Christ reigns. That's the day. That's the glory of the day of the Lord that's the latter part of the day of the Lord but the day begins with darkness the Hebrew day and what Joel and other prophets remind us is many had knowing that the millennium uh, uh, meant for the Jews meant the glorious uh, restoring of the kingdom began to speak so well of the day of the Lord and so should they but they became a little negligent of their, a little uh, less mindful of their sins perhaps and need to be reminded that the day of the Lord's coming but Don't be rejoicing too much. It starts with judgment, and by the way, who's being judged? There is some Israel for the what they rejected Christ, so it starts with darkness. Although it's that millennium to look forward to, but hey, it starts in the nighttime, and that's the beginning of it. And so that's kind of what uh, what Joel is is, is warning here, and God is 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 speaking uh, is uh, speaking to them. They have darkness, gloominess. They have clouds of thick darkness as the morning spread upon the mountains. And uh, in Revelation chapter 9 and verse 2, we have, the, uh, we have the blowing of the fifth trumpet. And the Bible says, And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. What's it say? And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. A day of darkness, a day of gloominess, a day of cloud. The sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Look at uh, Joel 2. Uh, uh, continuing a great people and a strong the second part of the verse 2 there hath not been ever the like neither shall be any more after it even to the years of many generations see that uh, earlier when Joel spoke of the day of the Lord in chapter 1 in verse 6 he says for a nation is come upon my land and he's he's uh uh speaking of the of the locusts in in the in the local context there nations come upon my land strong and without number whose teeth are the teeth of a lion and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion okay so we've got a great strong people have never been the like neither shall be any more after it to the years of many generations Early, he referred to the locust as having the cheek teeth, the, the cheek teeth of a great lion. Uh, and uh, he, he, he spoke of that Joel uh, in, in Joel uh, 2 and verse 3. Continue, he says, a fire, a fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness, yea, and nothing shall escape them. And uh, by the time we get to the, that, that fourth trumpet, or that fifth trumpet, in the middle of the, of the, of, uh, of the tribulation, uh, uh, that desolation is a very good description of the earth. <laughs> and, and by the way, the fifth trumpet is what? The locusts <laughs> coming, out of, come, coming out of the pit. That would be like God to use an actual locust plague to show us some actual, uh, some type of locust he's going to bring out of a pit later. And, uh, and, uh, and so uh, think about that. He, he begins to describe, Joel does, the appearance of them is as the appearance of horses, as, and as horsemen so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains shall they leap, like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth the stubble, as a strong people set in set in, in battle array. <clears throat> strong people. So uh, now, listen to Revelation nine seven. Uh, remember fifth trumpet, uh, and the shapes of these uh, that come out of the pit, the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle. On their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold. Their faces were as the face of men. They had hair as the hair of women. And their teeth were as the teeth of lions. We saw that earlier in Joel chapter 1. They had breastplates, as it were, breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was as what? The sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. You see that? I think God has given Joel and. An earlier vision of what John also saw in Revelation John expounded on that on, on that vision uh, he goes on uh, Joel 2 6 before their face the people shall be much pained all faces shall be shall gather blackness now look at Revelation 16 2 now that's this is before the the, the 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 fifth trump revelation 16:2 get there revelation 16:2 so here uh uh actually this is the actually this is the vial this is the but he plop he, he he plops joel down in the middle of tribulation and remember do the old testament prophets necessarily see things chronologically no they saw messiah exalted in suffering at the same time they don't necessarily see things so so this is not before the locust, but this is during the tribulation period uh god is showing him the tribulation period uh uh Look at 16.2. Look at uh, a great voice uh, out of the temple comes. Seven angels pour out your ways, uh, pour out your vows and the wrath of God upon the, the earth. And the first went out and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which, which, uh, which worshipped his image. Uh, which were, so before, his, before their faces, the people shall be much pained. How long did those locusts go on? They likely, maybe, were still were still around. Six months was the plague that the ones when they bit. How long was it after that these men received this 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 uh, this noisome pain that they had this this you know this uh, and they were they, and, and had received this pain. And it says and jo- end of Joel two six says and all faces shall gather blackness. That Hebrew word has the idea of heat. Or being heated, so you have the idea of of being burned there uh, look at revelation sixteen nine revelation sixteen nine now here uh, revelation sixteen nine and the and and the uh, the, look at verse 8 and the fourth angel poured out his vow upon the sun and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire and men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues and they repented not to give him glory uh, so Revelation 9 4 it was commanded them that they should not hurt these locusts that come out in, revel- in, in during the tribulation, uh, should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither the, any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Now... Uh, some have said uh because of the description of the locusts, that's too science fiction it just just has to be it's just got to be an army it's just poetic stuff you know uh well i i don't i don't think that has to be the case i can see someone i can you know, uh, someone you know uh seeing some insect that comes out of the depths maybe we've never seen before you know i remember reading some time ago or uh uh, about some insect that they found in 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 the caves they hadn't discovered before and and uh, now here's some kind of a locust. whether it's already existed or whether god has made it comes out of this out of the pit that god opens up there and uh, and uh, and God just uh, helps John describe it as he's descri- as, he, as he's looking this thing over in that vision. Well, I mean, it's got a face like a horse. They that, they look the look like a horse, and you know, and uh, the breast the breastplate, you know, they've got that that hardened uh, part part on them, you know. And he's just kind of describing that the best they can. Maybe you know, caterpillars were woolly and hairy. He says, well, this thing has got hair like a woman, you know. And and uh, he just goes on. He's describing, I think, uh, you know, what what he's seeing in the vision. And uh, uh, some think, well, it's got to be t- t- talking about, uh, talking about uh, the, uh, uh, the Syrian army. Well, I, I, w- I, would, my, I would question this. If he's talking about the Syrian army, why did he command them not to eat grass? <laughs> why did God command, command Locust not to eat the grass or trees? That wouldn't be a problem with people, okay? Uh, no, I, I think there's something going on there we haven't seen before and uh, God has prepared some kind of torture some kind of judgment for the world that's going to come that has never been seen which by the way is, is one, of those, uh, one of those indications and descriptions of the tribulation they are, they, the tribulation is like nothing before or like nothing after and, uh, and that fits in right with what, what, what Joel is, is saying here as well and what we know to be true that is said about the, about the tribulation period talks about Joel, continu- Joel continues it talks about these uh this this uh uh, uh army that he sees what this the, uh, the future he's relating it you know to the to the uh, the plague that he's just seen and and now god's showing him the future of these locusts perhaps and he says, They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. They shall march every one on his ways. They shall not break their ranks. They shall one thrust another. They shall walk every one in his path. And when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. Uh, Revelation 9 5 to these locusts. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strike the man. And in those days, uh, men in, in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Now, that's pretty scary, isn't it? You want to die, you want to commit suicide, uh, but you can't do it. Uh, you just can't keep your mind on it, or you try. You try actually. You try actually to do it, and you don't succeed. Whatever it is, there's some things going on there that are well described as terrible. Awesomely terrible. Uh, and uh, Joel says the, about these locusts uh, they shall run to and fro in the city, they shall run upon the wall, they shall climb up on the houses, they shall enter in at the windows like a thief. Uh, uh, the locust, the actual locust, in, 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 you know, in, in the plague that was actually taking place, they were flying through the fields. Okay, uh, they're not looking for the, they're not looking for the, the corn and the grain inside the house. You know, no. Uh, these, uh, I think, are 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 are, are is describing this plague. It seems that God has brought up as a judgment in the tribulation period, uh, and He just continues to describe them. He says, "The earth shall quake before them, and the heavens shall tremble." What do you read about about the tribulation? Revelation 6:14. The heaven departed as a scroll was rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of its places. And on and on. Uh, Joel 2:10. The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Revelation 9:10. He opened the bottomless pit again. There is the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke. Uh, Joel had said what in Joel 2:11 it's a very terrible day the Lord shall utter his voice before his army before his camp is very great for he is strong that executed his word what's God doing? he's judging the world and Israel he's judging the world for the rejection of the gospel and judging Israel uh, you know for their rejection of Christ the Lord shall utter his voice before his army for his camp is very great for he is strong that executed his word for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible and who can abide it? who can abide it? Matthew 24, Except those days should be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, what? Those days shall be shortened. Who's going to abide the day of the Lord? Well, they won't do it without the, without, without the help of God. Uh, Revelation 6, 17. Those, those seeing the day Lord coming cry out, For the great day of His wrath has come, and who shall be able to stand? Who shall be able to stand? Uh, some have said that he joel later down, later on down here in verse 20 in joel uh, two twenty he talks about uh he calls the uh the locust the north he says i'll move not the locust he i will remove from you the northern army in uh in joel in Joel two twenty I think it is Let's see here yeah, I remove, I remove far from you the northern army. Some say, well, that 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 shows he's talking about Assyria, uh, and you know, and, and there, when they attacked, there was really nothing like, like the the Syrian attack because they, you know, they were you know they, they, they found uh, uh, drawings and carvings and such that the Syrians have made of of, of their slaves, and, and the drawings and the things that they made were were their muscles and their veins and their bones without skin. And the Syrians, when they attacked, uh, uh, historians tell us they were known for skinning their captives. Not only for skinning them, but for skinning them alive. And uh, and uh, the, so they were they were so detailed in the drawings that they made of the people's bodies without the skin that they figured that's what they did. They must they must have skinned them to be able to draw to be able to draw those things. And uh, and so they said. So when it says there's nothing like it, uh, uh, that's what they're talking about. Well every, well, every time the Syrians did that, that was another time that was like that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, so, no, even that, as terrible as it is, doesn't qualify as being uncomparable, uh, as the tribulation will be. Uh, and so it goes even uh, beyond, uh, beyond that. Then verse 15. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord. Give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God, Israel? Uh, and where is their God? So, what do we see there? Now, first it was, Blow a trumpet. In Zion sound the alarm, battle, war, uh, the tribulation period. The nations are are going to be what gathered together against Jerusalem. God's even going to allow half the city to be taken. What we read, what we read in the prophets uh, before He comes and delivers them. But they gather together against Jerusalem, and then uh, when uh, when Christ comes back and, and delivers them, when He does put His foot upon that mount and splits the mountain, and the mountain splits, and he makes a valley uh, for those that are being attacked to escape through. And then he what? He judges the armies of the world that have gathered there uh, before Jerusalem, and, uh, and he delivers his people. And what does he do? He gathers the Jews. He gathers his elect from the four winds. Remember, he gathers them to Jerusalem, getting them ready to come into the millennium. And, uh, and what, does he bring, what does he bring them to? Repentance. Repentance. Uh, there are one-third of them left. The rebels are purged out during that time, the Bible says. Uh, and one-third of the remnant the rem- is left there. And, uh, and they are believers. By the way, we already studied, all who go into the millennium are believers. All the, all the unbelieving have been purged out. Some go, in in, in, some go into the millennium in mortal bodies. Some go in in their new bodies. But all go into the millennium as believers. And so God is calling what? Israel to repentance. And uh, so Joel here says, blow the trumpet and sanctify a fast. What do we see? He's calling them to repentance. Now there's a practical illustration. They need to repent because all this locust plague has, is being judged by God uh, for some sin that they've done. By the way, remember, as early as Solomon, Jerusalem was made a pantheon of, of, of false religions. So uh, God, there was a lot of punishment uh, uh, worthy uh, uh, for, Israel, for, for Israel and Judah even early on. But blow the trumpet and call a fast he by the way he says even call you know call call for the for the bride out of her closet call call the bridegroom to come forth you know many times the, the bridegroom and the bride the bridegroom would be exempt from war and such because that was a special time when you married and so you did so they were exempt from certain from certain you know uh, assemblies and such but not here this is so important that uh, that, uh, that that joel says no every we want to get the kids out here get the bridegroom out here get get the new bride out here we all need to come to repentance. And by the way, that's the way it'll be at the end of the tribulation. Amen. Every one of those remnant, uh, uh, there, will, you know, will, 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 will be called. Will be called uh, to repentance. And uh, and uh, and so he 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 tells them of that. Zechariah speaks of the repentance in association with the day of the Lord. Uh, Zechariah twelve two. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem in that day I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people all that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces though all the people of the earth shall be gathered together against it see the earth's going to gather together uh, thinking this is going to be easy uh, we're all gathered together here you know we've got you know what is it two hundred thousand uh, or two million or something like that the armies or something I forget the exact number but it's a whole lot of armies gathered together there and they're like this is going to be easy and then guess who shows up <laughs> jesus christ comes back and uh and then instead in the midst of their on the of their attacking jerusalem they've already sacked half the city now they all turn on him you know how long that battle lasts not very long <laughs> it's done like that you see and so uh he says that he's a, so he so it's a burdensome stone to all those nations they thought ha they're there with all their riches they've got their supplies and they're going to take whatever the Jews have too once they get the city and now who takes over? Jesus Christ and so they didn't get what they thought they were going to get and he goes on to say Zechariah and it shall come to pass in that day I will seek to destroy all nations that come against Jerusalem I will pour out upon the house of David upon the heaven of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication It shall look upon me whom they have pierced and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son. And, she, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. In that day shall there be a great mourning in Jerusalem as the mourning of, of Hadrimon in the valley of, of, of Megiddo. So we've seen in the first part of Joel chapter 2 a great illustration and a great, I think, a, a, a prophecy of even what John saw uh of uh, of coming judgments in in the tribulation which pertain uh to that time and 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 to israel i think uh god led uh, joel through that through the actual locust place that he plague that he gave them showing him those things and showing him what was coming during the tribulation period we saw that in those first uh, verses then we see in in these next uh, passages that we looked at following we see repentance uh, being called to repentance we see that you know, Christ comes we see, we see uh, uh, you know, the, the victory there and in the last part of chapter 2 what are we going to see we're going to see the blessings come we're going to see the blessings follow Joel's in Joel's actual case it'll be what the blessings of God restoring uh, the crops and all those things in the tribulation period what will it be it will be the blessing of the entering into the millennium uh, and, and coming into those things so in all those things, God has, has not only given Joel a, a, a vision that is practical uh, for the things at hand. He's teaching him, taught him, uh, you know, what they need to do through these things in their actual case. But it seems that he's also given him a vision even beyond the Syrian invasion, even beyond that. He's given a vision. By the way, when it's, he talked about the northern army, Ezekiel 38 talks about a northern army too coming down. And guess who that is? That's the armies in the tribulation period coming down in Ezekiel thirty-eight. So, even though many commentators who like to dismiss the miracles of the of especially the, tribula- of, the of, of the book of Revelation, now it's, it's just all Syria, It's all past stuff, you know. That that's just, that Revelation that Revelation stuff that's all just pictures, you know. That temple that Ezekiel talks about, you know, it's just a picture of the church age. You ever read that <laughs> you know what if that's a picture of the church age i sure am missing a whole lot about the church age that i don't understand i'll tell you that right now uh but they'll, they'll take all that kind of stuff and say oh that's what that is no no there's things going to happen there we don't fully understand yet yet but god knows they're coming and god showed them through their prophets he showed joel some of it i believe here he expounded it upon john even more and by the way we still don't have a clear picture, real clear picture of it, do we? Those in the tribulation will, I'll guarantee you. Uh, but uh, but uh, we, we still don't have a, a clear picture. So next week, we'll pick up there and we'll look at the rest of chapter 2 and maybe be able to overview uh, chapter 3 um, as well. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your grace and blessings and goodness. And, and Father, uh, uh, we just, uh, we're thankful for uh, for all that we know uh, Lord uh, we think about Joel's vision and how that uh, uh, he speaks that uh, about this thing about the spirit of Lord being poured out and, but Joel mentions the, uh, mention, mentions the remnant uh, the remnant of Israel uh, when Peter mentions it in the New Testament he doesn't mention that part uh, because that wasn't for them that was for a different time Uh, that was for later and uh, Father I look forward to sharing that in in the next lesson dear God Uh, but we think about Joel and uh, how you certainly seems showed him things far beyond just a a regular or a a, a physical actual locust plague it certainly wasn't regular it was a mighty plague and you were trying to show them your power and in the midst of that you helped them and guided them and gave them direction for their time. But also it seems you were showing them. The great darkness that was coming. And wanting to urge your people to repent. Uh, dear God. And uh, to consider. That yes the kingdom is coming. Uh, but Lord you always wanted them to repent. And uh, you would judge them. Uh, Lord if they would not turn. You did send them away into captivity. And there is uh, an, another. That. Uh, terrible uh time coming called uh the great tribulation and father i pray uh lord that uh i'm I'm thankful dear god that we know now that we're not uh, we won't be here for that we won't be here for the first part of it either the first uh we don't be here for any of those seven years dear god and we thank you we praise you for that we look forward to be be taken out with with the lord with 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 our lord jesus when he comes and and we know that immediately all that will begin to, to unfold and take place. Thank you, God, for the promise of deliverance. Thank you that we, have, we are, we are uh, promised rest with you when your wrath is poured out upon the earth. And help us to be busy about that, Father, because even now, all those who, who trust in you now can call upon your name. This is the, this is the calling upon the name that Joel hadn't seen yet, uh, God. But we can call upon your name and we can be saved, and uh, we can be delivered from uh, that tribulation period and be received in the rapture. And Father, I do thank you, and I praise you for that. And Lord, I, just, uh, I pray you'd help us to be thankful uh, for the knowledge that we have. We, we know more than even so many of the very prophets who wrote in, in this blessed Bible. We, we know even more than they did now because of all you have preserved here for us. And Father, therefore, we're debtors, and I pray you'd help us to live accordingly help us to live godly lives and lord to have our our affection set on things above and to be busy uh doing what you want us to do while we wait for your return and father we pray we ask these things in jesus name amen